The head cold. I'm not quite myself today. There's something coming between me and the world. It's very big indeed. How come I haven't noticed it before? It is just possible it might be my nose. It can't be my usual nose because I don't normally walk around in fear that I'm going to hit it on passing cars. Anyway, today the car would come off worst. The reason for my nasal gloom, you ask? Simple. I have a cold. Only a small cold, but for some reason it is lurking in the part of me that I use most. That is my head. It isn't all that big, so it doesn't need a lot to bung it up. Why couldn't I get a cold in a wardrobe? That's so much bigger. The human body has to be reshaped to accommodate a cold. My head feels as if it is distended by cotton wool. My nose has been expanded to make more room for whatever corrosive semi-liquid fluid is filling it. And mouth is suffering from the runoff from above so much that I may well shave my moustache back to the bone. In all the adverts, the powerful he-man-like hunks that are so fit that a cold is new to them take a sheet of the product and announce how strong it is even when wet. Strange we never see a demonstration of its abilities to withstand a force-nined jet-propelled honk, isn't it? With lungs as big as theirs, the paper must be instantaneously atomized. No wonder the only people we see actually using a paper hanky in a TV ad are wimps the first degree and in the last stages of exhaustion. What material can you use for such an ailing proboscis? I've tried industrial cleaning rags. The box says that they are lint-free and extra strong, but two goodly hoots and they're gone to the great dustbin in the sky, squelching all the way. The good old cotton equivalent can be relied on to work. Wet strength is no longer in question. What to do with the damn thing when it is drying is, however. When I am thus afflicted, the slightest noise will completely destroy any tentative brain surge that might otherwise have surfaced many years later as the spark of an idea. I spend my time almost totally unaware of the world, a sort of waking sleep that no amount of get-up-and-go will shift. All my plans for an interesting and fulfilling day have to be shelved, if not lost forever. None of the aspects of me that are worth having seem to exist anymore. I wish we could do something useful with a common cold. There are so many of them in full flight at one time that, put together, they must amount to something. Even the worst things have a bit of good in them somewhere. There must be a way you could get some value from such a conglomeration of suffering. If you could get all the cold germs together, could you get them to fill up vats with cotton wool? Maybe you could organise five million aside football tournaments with them. Viral flu against chronic pneumonia in the NHS gold sample beaker final. That reminds me. The worst thing a cold does is to kill off my mind. As mine lives in my head, that's not too extraordinary. Not many great thoughts have sprung from the depths of a cotton wool factory. All I can do is try to get myself comfortable so that I can read a book or something. That being the least active time filler I can think of for the long hours when afternoon plus is the only thing on the telly. If the programmes are any good, that still wouldn't help me. It's just too much effort. 
the thought of having to summon up the energy to hunt for the remote control. I would spend the day getting myself together enough to find my best easy chair and take the phone over to it. That way, without having to move at all, I can make people feel sorry for having got me up when I'm sounding so awfully ill. Then, with all my blankets and pillows around me, a fresh box of paper thingies at hand and a large plastic bag to put them in, later, I settle down to read. And I can't. My eyes are always streaming, red, sore and bleary, totally useless for reading. They are even painful to shut. If I do get some few words past the simmering hell that is my eyes, they don't mean anything because my mind is already good as dead. Death is the only way out. So I sit in gloom and wait for the rest of it. So far, I've always got better first. Why is it that something as small as a germ can destroy a thing as vast and important as a human being, let alone me? It would be marvellous to hit the buggers with a viral version of an H-bomb. But the world doesn't work like that. All I would manage to do would be to set fire to the cotton wool in my head. You can't win. Yet. It still looks the same, so it's probably undamaged as well after the explosion. How could an ordinary egg pass through the blast unbroken and yet be altered? I don't get it. Oh, he could be very frightened. Better ask. Only by asking can one learn. Only by forming the question can one ask. Only by knowing your own mind can one form a question. So only by knowing your own mind can I tell if the egg is all right. OK, then. Feel for the answer. Terror. When? Soon. Soon? Not past. Soon. Why? I'm only an egg. You can't expect anything other than single-word answers from me. Oh, yes. Sorry. Right then. Hurt? Soon. In the explosion? Soon. How soon? <laughs> right, that's enough. You're obviously not going to get it. Time is running backwards. That is the cosmic egg and therefore otherwise timeless. It did quite well, really. We liked the thinking as far as it went, but the idea egg should have rung some sort of a bell. Only being good at thinking and restricted thinking like that simply won't stand you in good enough stead when you get round to evolving. Sorry, next contestant, please. Remember that grand prize, a chance to evolve onto the next level. Some lucky and feeling life pattern must win this cycle or the prize will have to go to the last contestant, Homo sapiens.